what a blessing to be able to be together like this, so far away yet so close. Amazing. Warms my heart to see all the faces. But this is a meditation time. So let's take advantage of our opportunity of being together and spend about 40 minutes or so sitting and reflecting. In fact, I thought that as a little invocation, I would share something that my wife wrote this evening. She doesn't know I'm doing this, but... Uh, we won't tell her. <laughs> and uh, perhaps you would even go and... She wrote this on, a, on an Instagram page of a piece of pottery that she made during this shelter-in-place period that um, you might go look at, and it's maybe you can see it in the camera. It's got a little line across here. You can't see it yet, but it, it's essentially called flattening the curve. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll share some thoughts about that tonight. But here's what she said. Reflecting on how this virus is introducing us all to the feminine, the yin, patience, being, slowing, mystery, inner world. It's saying you need to stop. Stop and listen and see and smell and feel. I'm deeply saddened while at the same moment relieved. Finally, people are waking up. Great changes here. This plate I'm calling flatten the curve. Great. So our part of our intention tonight is, is to fulfill that sense of listening, but really every moment of our practice is a, a kind of flattening the curve, not the curve of the virus. We're doing that beautifully by staying put. And apparently the, the Bay Area is doing a great job relative to other places by abiding by this, this uh, selfless generous act of protecting other people from ourselves. But we're also, the flattening of the curve that I'm thinking of is flattening the curve of, of the mental suffering that also the other, the other pandemic, which is the panic pandemic, the, the anxiety pandemic. And, and the teachings are really appropriate for how it is that we how it is that we accommodate things that are hard to bear and either turn them in, into a, a kind of mental virus of suffering and more stress or turn them into a path of peace for ourselves and the, and the people who we share this, this predicament with. So tonight our, we're just going to reduce the, the mental suffering in this world, knowing that we're connected. So let's just sit quietly together. To the extent that you can right now, find a comfortable posture. If there is one, and to the extent that you can, forget the past. I know that isn't as much of an issue right now, although some are grieving the loss of our, 
the way it was, but this is also an opportunity to forget the future. And that's often the deepest source of stress is when we proliferate too much about what will be or what could be. So instead, let's just rest in the only real time, which is the time that we experience our body and our senses. And to the extent we can, we let our body come to the the greatest sense of ease elongating our spine but then letting our the rest of our body just ease into a settled abiding relaxing the shoulders and the arms the legs the hands even relaxing the tips of our fingers Relaxing the tips of our toes, relaxing our physical brain so that our body hangs relaxed over this even, elongated, steady spine. That is our first resource of balance and equanimity. And let our attention be wide, receptive. Not so much doing, just receiving easily the felt sense of the sitting body. Hovering long enough in the area of the body so that it stops being an idea reveals itself mostly as a field of sensations, field of aliveness, vibration, pulsing. Not making any attempt at this point to alter your body, just letting it be, letting it go, just as it is. Feel free to just let this feeling of the sitting body, sensations of sitting, be your home base or primary anchor, place to return to. Place to feel the living present, which is so different from past and future, which are mental. The longer you stay with the gentle stillness of the sitting body, you're also likely to notice and maybe even enjoy the gentle movements that your body makes when it breathes. And feel free to use the body's experience of its own breathing as the anchor for your kind and interested and relaxed attention. 
making no effort to alter the body's breath, just enjoying the waves rising, falling in and out. Just letting this waves of the breath bring a steadiness, a calm abiding. A sense of seclusion in this simple experience and enjoyment of the body's breath. Body or breath. Just remaining anchored as long as it lasts, knowing that you'll drift into the imagined past or future. When you realize you've drifted, say, hallelujah, I'm back again. Drop your mind back into your body, your body back into your mind. While you're here, you are likely to be visited by strong sensations, moods, thoughts, images, sounds. And that same receptive awareness, sky-like openness to receive every experience equally when sounds are predominant hearing. Moods, just feeling, thoughts, images, just thoughts and images floating through our mind. No need to get rid of anything, undo anything, just be aware of whatever can be known in this moment. equal opportunity, mindfulness. Just this moment, just this breath or body, or just what's predominant.
Awareness is natural, it does not need to be created. Like a clear, empty sky without limits. Everything welcome. Body, breath, moods, sounds, thoughts, images.
May our being together be a salve for our hearts and the hearts of all beings everywhere. May everyone be touched by our practice. What a royal treat to be with all of you again tonight, see all of you practice and feel like you're in the room with me. Just as we did last week, I don't, some of you may have been with us, but uh, I opened it as we often do to any comments, any questions. We did the wave already earlier. Anyway, comments, questions, Descriptions of really how you're getting along, uh, anything you'd like me to talk about. Um, just really opening it up right now to, to share and we'll do it um, as you wish. It maybe since we don't have this special feature where you can have a little virtual hand, but since you don't have that tonight, if you just raise your hand like this and want to say something, I will. Um, and then maybe I'll say your name. Hi, Howie. It's Bo. Where are you, Bo? <laughs> my my webcam is not working at the moment. Okay. Anyway, welcome. Um, hello, everyone. So I have noticed that you know the times are very challenging and. Um, there's a lot of fear, a lot of being an Asian, an Asian woman. I'm noticing a lot of um, my friends and um, the Asian community. We're having a really difficult time with just so many people kind of having a misrepresentation of just a lot of blaming and oh. pointing fingers and just trying to continue to send out love and compassion to everyone. I think at times it's a little bit challenging during this, during this time. So yeah, that's what's been on my mind. Thank you for naming that. And I, you know, if there's any way, if I, you don't have a camera, but I have a feeling if I, if I had everyone raise their hand who, who was <laughs> absolutely outraged by the, the characterization of the flu being the Chinese flu was every single person here would raise their hand and <laughs> heartbroken uh, for anybody that gets othered and targeted. And it's really sad. And, and at the same time, you know, you spoke of love and compassion and it's really easy to fall into it. Naturally, we, we would feel, uh-oh, somebody just, I, I lost my picture. Lost my picture here. 
that is. Anyway, I'll just keep talking and see what. Can I interrupt you really quick? I think what happened is someone is accidentally sharing their screen. So if you look in the bottom middle, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, the tendency will be to to match that um, that. Um, racism, xenophobia, match it with, with ill will ourselves. And I've certainly felt it, you know, again and again. But, uh, but my work is, and our work really is to, uh, is to actually have a wide view of, of the perpetrators, to see that they are acting out of, out of ignorance. And, and creating the conditions for not just for suffering of others, but, but their own inner condition of suffering. And to the best of my ability, I just try not to put anyone who, anyone who is, um, who I would normally be inclined to other, try not to put them out of my heart. And I think you alluded to that, try to keep your heart open, but even to the people who are, who are causing stress, it's hard to do. But that's really the, in some ways, the direction of the Dharma. Otherwise, we, and just to get back on the theme that some of you came in after I brought in this theme, but just, it's very easy to slowly start to build our own little, um, a different kind of virus of mental suffering, of tension, of stress, of, and it really, how we, how we deal with all of that does, um, is optional. And it's possible to both be outraged, have such a um, such a strong reaction, and actually turn it into wisdom and compassion. So easy to easy for me to say. It's not always easy to do. But anyone else? Thank you, Bo. And I'm so sorry for the stress that it's brought. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else willing to either share what's going on, confess your delusions? Ask. Hi. Oh, can you hear me? Beautifully. I can't <laughs> see you, but I can hear you. I know. I tried to be visual and I disappeared. Thank you for being here, Howie. I don't know if you have parrots or dogs. I, I heard all sorts of creatures in the background. Um, None of the but- is both. <laughs> um, anyhow, I, I've um, I've had a real period of of mood fluctuations, and I understood today. I don't know if it's true. Talking to somebody from Kaiser, that they feel that until there's a vaccination, they don't feel that that will be until the end of the year, and it's very hard for me not to go into rage and future tripping about having every single thing closed between now and the end of the year, which I have no proof that that's even going to happen, but I am having a lot of difficulty being present. And I I found a lot of deep periods in the meditation and I do really well when I get out the door and connect with people, which getting out the door is not recommended, but 
I was talking to somebody and I said, I don't want to stay alive, just stay alive. And she said, of course not. You want to be alive, not just stay alive. And maybe that would be something you could address if you even know what I'm talking about. Um, Cause I, I, I don't like restrictions. My personality doesn't do well with being told what it can't do. Right. Well, you know, it's clear. Thank you for your, your description. And it matches a lot of what many people are feeling. And the part about restriction is that, you know, and what's helpful for me in this time is that I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for, I'm not doing it to, to be responsive to some authority. I'm doing it because I've been, I understand that what I do can cause suffering to other people. And that by, by staying in, I'm actually protecting other people and staying in more than I usually would. I think it's fine to go outside. And of course you'd be the mind easily. We're much more trained at jumping ahead and associating, associating our well-being with how things turn out. I mean, we're, we're, that's built in. We're always watching out for danger and potential danger, but that, that's what why we practice is learning how to how to both use that feeling of upset the increase in cortisol use it all to to call us to remind us of our love of staying right here and keep orienting ourselves you say you've had some deep meditation being together just practice more practice with other people more in you know, I was going to say, thank you for joining tonight. I almost made one of those public service announcements like they do on, on planes. I say, I know you have many options for, for airlines. Thanks <laughs> for joining us tonight. We, really, you have so many options now to sit with people. And I, I'm thrilled that you're sitting here tonight. But take advantage of all the resources there are right now to, to keep good company, to keep like-minded company during this time. So it's a, um, it's a real blessing. When it's so easy to jump ahead, because notice what you feel right now. Fear, you don't feel as much fear when you're really present. I think you just made that, you described that yourself, Madison. Thank anyway, you. So there's, a, there's a talk in there somewhere, but we'll, we'll get to that. Any one last person who may feel the impulse to share or, or ask a question? Uh, I'd love to hear what's going on. Devin? Yeah, hey, Howie, how are you? Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, you and I talked uh, once about the kind of discursive thinking that the news cycle and um, the media can, can cause, um, which has been a challenge for me in mindfulness. And I was wondering if you have anything to offer in terms of wisdom or uh, because right now, more than ever, I feel like I should be paying attention because, uh, you know, for announcements and uh, for the sake of knowing what to do in my 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 life and and, you know, going to the supermarket and things like that. Um, but with that comes a lot more anxiety and, and stress and discursive thinking, which is the way you put it to me once. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything you could share about the kind of double-edged sort of staying informed when it comes with a lot of uh, difficult anxieties, Yes, you know? Well, just to let you know, a little disclaimer, I'm a work in progress at this myself, 
isn't true. But um, what I'm trying to do is is ration it and not spend all day information gathering and 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 now I've committed not to watch the the news conferences except for Andrew Como and and Governor Newsom or but I will not watch the news conference, the the spin, the the propaganda, the self-congratulating. I'm just, you know, that's not, that's more unnerving and upsetting than, not inherently, but my reaction to it is, is uh, I get unnerved. Uh, so I think that a couple times a day, I would just set a limit and, if you are, if you, I love to be well-informed. I feel like it's a, it's a duty to be well-informed, but I also using that idea of putting on your own oxygen mask first, you know, when on an airplane, I really try to make sure that I, that I take care of my, of my heart and make sure that I'm, if I'm getting, if I'm getting activated, then I need to first things first is making sure that I stay, stay connected to, to uh, that capacity to be settled and the way and I, I do when I when I can remember I try to even take in the news with with a high percentage of, of body awareness so that there's a, still an anchor to real time and that's the most calming thing there is it's you know at the heart of the Buddha's teaching on the on the foundations of mindfulness is mindfulness directed to the body the body is calm the mind is calm the creates the conditions for, for concentration, for a pleasant dwelling. And, it, and that doesn't mean just in your formal practice. It's all day long. It's keeping that. The reason I've been offering in the instructions lately more of that, that wider, more receptive sense of the body is we, it's not a sharp focus right now that we need. We're not training the conditions for, for studying the microscopic flow of experience. What we need to do is create space to accommodate the, the, the wild feelings that we have and the uncomfortable feelings and learn how to accommodate them. So keeping your mind close to your body when you're taking in news, if you can. Anyway, Mary, are you around? Could you, could you say a little bit about um, just any announcements that we have or? Sure. Thank you. Um, Anyway, thanks for having, thanks for sharing your questions and concerns, et cetera. Mary, thanks. All right, thank you. So um, welcome to, there's over 120 of us on, um, on this right now, and probably even more than that, since I see some folks um, who are watching it in pairs, which is just amazing to see, um, not just our Mission Dharma Sangha, but also Sanghas from the Southwest and from Canada and, and Lord knows from where. So um, just a quick announcement. If you want to, um, if you're not on our mailing list, our mailing list is basically sort of, um, please drop me a note in the chat box and I'm happy to add you to the mailing list. Um, one of the things that we recently sent to everybody was a spreadsheet with all of the, um, uh, many of Howie's associated sanghas um, who have gone virtual. And um, just because now I think more than ever, I just find myself needing Sangha. And um, so there's ways that you can, you know, go to a couple sits a day, pretty much uh, with all the virtual. 
you need to add Eugene. I forgot Eugene. Oh, okay. I will add Eugene. Um, and also we want to encourage you if, um, if you want to organize a sit yourself, if let's just say, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, you, you sit and you want some company, um, we can, there's uh, instructions in there on how to add yourself so that um, other folks can, um, can join in um, with you. Um, and, okay, good. Um, and then just finally, just a word about, about Donna. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how, um, how we've been able to sort of pivot. Um, our love of the Dharma is such that um, not being able to meet in person has not become a, a barrier. But um, still, we're looking at the generosity of, of Howie and his time and his um, willingness to share his, his wisdom and uh, love of the Dharma with us. So um, I should, I don't know if it's still there in the um, chat box, you can um, offer Donna via Venmo um, or PayPal. And if you can't do that, shoot me a private note and I'll, I'll tell you somewhere if you need to mail a check or something. Um, but um, yeah, so those are, I, I'm just so grateful that the, the Dharma, that you know, Howie's continuing through this and uh, that we have a chance to meet and, and see everyone. So thank you. Thanks, Mary. So let's take, uh, forget everything that's been said up to this point. Maybe take a few intentional breaths and getting back to the comment about watching the news and about the getting activated. One of the things that that I've been noticing and it's occurred to me for a long time is that that when my um, when my mind is quite agitated and busy, I notice that my breath is a lot shorter, a lot more agitated, and it's really. It's more like riding a, a bucking bronco in a way. And there are times lately where I have more intentionally directed the breath and noticing how when the breath slows, when the breath is intentionally slowed, it actually slows the flow of discursive thinking and brings a, you know, a greater sense of ease. And it, as well, it allows me to, connect ease more easily to my body and you know so just just as a as a addendum to that um question about watching the news and getting really activated i was inclined to have us take if anybody needed to take a restroom break but since we're in the flow we might as well just keep going had a few thoughts tonight a theme that's been running through my mind, and I have a, a te I had a teacher in the 1990s, H.W.L. Punja, who's always, whose little one-liners are always with me. And this weekend, I I used it a few times when I was leading a retreat for the Scottsdale and Phoenix community. And anybody who came along tonight from there, I really enjoyed being with you on the weekend. But uh, this line from Punjaji, where he said, "Marry the one who won't divorce you." And of course, the meaning of that is beyond just the more conventional view of, of marriage and divorce, et cetera. But it's really marrying that, 
which you can rely on, someone you can depend on, something that you can depend on. And clearly the most dependable thing in this world right now, and it may not, and it's the least talked about, it's the, it is what I consider the open secret, is that the most reliable thing is the, is the very consciousness through which you're perceiving the awareness through which you're perceiving. That is, when at its root, just that fact of being aware, this is a starting point for the comments, the fact of being aware is awareness just by its natural state, its nature is very quiet, it's calm. It is non-contentious, it is impartial it's welcoming of anything it just knows what's going on and we don't have to travel anywhere to get it and we can't lose it if i ask everyone here to stop being aware impossible it is the it is the the home for the refuge reliable home for all of us if we attune to it And when there is a clear knowing that you are aware and then a clear knowing of what you're aware of, when awareness arises with an experience, with any any experience that you're having, and a lot of them are unpleasant right now, wouldn't you say? When awareness arises with what's unpleasant, that unpleasantness does not does not turn into, the unpleasant doesn't turn into suffering, into mental suffering. It loosens the, the, I've been, I feel almost a little shy about this and I, because it sounds kind of glib or simplistic and I, I used it anyway on the weekend, but every single moment we can either be triggering by the way that we meet our experience either triggering the cause of the 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 mental virus of suffering it really runs the same course as the the proliferation of this virus that we're that that's created such a heartbreaking experience on this earth but it's the same the same sequence of causes and conditions lead to the virus of suffering that has turned this world into this just complete mess of seeking and self-absorption and, and ill will and polarization. Everything comes from the simple reactions to what's showing up in any moment, because what's showing up in any moment is not just the situation in the world. It's what we're experiencing this moment. And it's just six things. I say this over and over, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. And those things in and of themselves are either pleasant, they're unpleasant, or they're neither somewhere in between. And depending on how we relate to how we react and relate to what shows up, it either becomes the cause of peace and balance and insight, wisdom, caring, open-heartedness or it becomes the cause of mental distress. 
we can't stop the virus. We, mean, we, we're doing our best to stop the virus. We can't stop all the different forms of, of dukkha in the world. That's the first noble truth. There's, in some ways, there's, this is nothing new under the sun right now. It's just a, a, a more, a slightly more extreme. Oh, I had a beautiful passage I wanted to share. Wouldn't you know it? I can't find it. This is thanks to David Lewis, who sent this to me from Ajahn Jayasaro. Since the more closely we contemplate our bodies and minds and the world we live in, the more profoundly we become aware of the fragility and instability. When a crisis like this pandemic lays bare the unreliable and uncertain nature of the world, we are unsurprised. We know that what is happening right now is not a deviation from the norm. That's a, it's not such a common view, but that's the Dharma view. It is merely that the covers have been dragged away from truths that most people spend their lives trying to ignore. With a daily grounding in the way things are, we can remain free from panic, anxiety, and depression. We can turn our minds to compassion. Faced with the suffering of this depth and range, we form the heartfelt wish that all people, young and old, in all countries of the world, be free from infection. If they have contracted the virus, may they recover. If they do not recover, may they be able to endure their pain with patience and acceptance. May they have a refuge in their heart to turn to. And in their final days, may they be surrounded by love and kindness. You can hear in the tone of this beautiful prayer uh, a turning toward what's actually true. That's the, remember the Buddha's teaching, the, the first noble truth. There are things that are really hard to bear if you're born. And the prescription for dealing with it is you turn toward it. You don't let your life be the virus of endlessly running from silence, endlessly running from the present moment, the only moment we have. And one has to be able to say, yes, I, I open to this to the extent that I can. That's the, that was the third link of the 12 links of the Four Noble Truths. There is dukkha. This should be, this should be understood. This, this should be acknowledged. Second truth, what leads that, the, the difficulties, the painful things in our life that leads them to become the mental suffering and the mental virus of suffering is this chronic habit of not wanting it to be the way it is. Wanting it to be other. And, and our wanting it to be other is, it expresses itself in is in you know, seeking something that will make us feel better. It's very loving, but it just makes us more, more unsettled or being uh, worried about what's next, toppling forward. Madison described it so beautifully. I'm getting texts as the show goes on. Life doesn't stop while we're, while we're online together. 
So the second, the cause of stress, the cause of suffering, the cause of this, uh, this virus of, of mental suffering, the, that's the diagnosis. The prescription is let go. This should be abandoned. But the letting go occurs by, by noticing, and this is the beauty of awareness, is that, first of all, awareness is, the, is what all of us are, are looking for. It's, the, it's the, not awareness so much, but just the natural state of our mind when we're not looking ahead or not looking back is, is peace. It's not something that has to be created. It's something that's natural to us when we're aware, even now. And our practice is, a lot of it is to get used to that, is to, is to know it, not just as an idea, not to adopt a view about it, but to know, yeah, this is, I have, I I have what I'm looking for. I am, as Thich Nhat Hanh puts it, I'm the richest person on earth. I have everything I need. I'm not defined by what's in my mind. I'm, I have this security as the very awareness through which I'm perceiving. But what awareness also offers, the, the, the real gift of it, is that it has... It has intelligence. It has awareness. It has that capacity for clearly comprehending what we're doing to make ourselves uh, more unhappy, more stressed. And the idea of practice is to see when our mind is jumping ahead. So Madison was talking about how, how she so much worry about how things will be we turn that worry into our path. We ride that wave. We learn how to accommodate it through our body. We feel that mood. We don't look for the promised land. There isn't one. Promised land is is here. What was it? Hakuin Zenji um, says the... This very body, the Buddha, this very place, the the lotus land. How sad that people ignore the near and search for truth afar, he says. So marrying the one who won't divorce you, being aware. Somebody was telling me today, this is a good time to be a Buddhist. I don't go for that so much. I, I think maybe what she meant, somebody from Texas, I think it's a good time to be a Buddha, to be awake. This is why we tonight we should take refuge. I go to the Buddha for refuge. I go in, I go to that in me that's awake. That's available to what's happening. And what does a Buddha know? What does a Buddha do? What does the Buddha rely on? The Dharma. Dharma is the way things actually are. Turn toward it. In other words, what you're experiencing anytime during this virus, during this period, is the right experience. 
And it's especially right if you're knowing it. If you know what you're experiencing. When you know what you're experiencing, then you don't have to, you, you may need to do something about it, but mostly you don't need to do anything about it and you don't need, don't need to undo it. You'll see that it's, it changes. It's workable. You know a little bit more what to do if you, if you just turn it into an object of mindfulness and clear comprehension, clear knowing. This is what's happening. If you have more, this is thoughts I've been having. If you have more of these moments of mindful attention, appreciation of awareness, more continuity of awareness, you're also going to notice how in the midst of this, there are a lot of beautiful, beautiful moments. Lots of, and an opportunity right now to really appreciate. I'm really appreciating just seeing all your faces tonight. Just being able to be here. Just how strange it is, how how totally weird it is to be here with you. And how I'm, I feel very awkward with this, but I, you know, here we are, so. I think at the end, I don't know if Phil, if, is Phil Mason still with us? If you could unmute and let me know whether you're here, you were on earlier. No? Here I am, Howie. Oh, you are. I know this is putting you on the spot, but is there any way I could coax you at the end to do a little flute? Oh, yeah. I'll have to find where I put my flute, but yeah, yes, I could. Thank you. I'll, I'll give you the signal. So you okay. stick around. This is worth the, worth the wait. So this can be a, this can be a really good time. And, and we're really, this is what we're trained for is to, is to cultivate the path. And, uh, and there's the dukkha, we turn toward it. There's the cause of it, we abandon it by meeting it with awareness. You can't feed something, you can't feed suffering and be aware in the same moment. So half of our practice is noticing all the ways that our mind moves that opposes calm and ease. And pretty simple to see when our mind is in a state of grasping, uh, when it's in a state of condemning, when we're hating on something, or, or can see it when we're, we're taking everything so personal and personally, being really involved in our internal drama. Once you recognize that, that's just delusion. It's just personalizing what's going on. And that's a moment of unsticking, of opening the tight fist that just gets caught up in wanting things to be different than the way they are. We should never judge when we notice that. That's just our human conditioning. We're so... We, every single one of us, and especially being homebound, you're likely to get triggered quite a lot by the people who you live with, by, the, by watching the news, by just the, the uncertainty of things. But all of it can be put to good use. 
And then, you know, the third truth, there is freedom. There's freedom to be experienced here and now. This is a good time to drop into the capacity that you have to be free. Come out of your own. It, it, beauty of this time is this, this isn't a time for, the, for, for us to, and this is not a criticism of anybody, but it's not a time to indulge in our, in our, um, in our self-worth issues. It's really just to be quiet and to nurture ourselves and to nurture each other. It's the one time where it's very generous to really abide by the social distancing. And to just pray for the for, for others to be free of suffering. I have a, a nephew who has got the virus, and he was on a, until today. He was on a ventilator since Friday. He's forty, and he's on a ventilator. This is serious stuff. And he walked and he walked around up until the day before, transmitting without symptoms. My sister, the stores. He went shopping for this. So this is a big, this is, and this is happening every day. So it's really not a time to get too involved in our, in our, um, of course, we're going to see our personality stuff and, and, but this, this isn't, it's really a time to widen the circle of our affection and caring and, look after each other in the, in the way of um, staying home for right now, but really in our hearts. So the, in, the, in the Buddha's teaching, just one last little thing before I ask Phil to regale us. Thank you so much, Phil. I thought about it last week and then I forgot toward the end. But... Um, This cutting the chain of the virus of mental suffering, as technical as it sounds, as simple as it sounds, it's not easy, it's simple. It's really catching to the extent we can moments when it's really pleasant and really feeling the pleasant, really feeling it, knowing this is pleasant. Let it wash over you. Let it calm your nervous system. The pleasant, feel it. If you meet pleasant with awareness, it won't turn to grasping. That chain will cut. You won't have the suffering of having to then wait for uh, a replication of your pleasure. You'll just let it wash over you. When you feel unpleasant, start to track the unpleasant feelings. Let them wash over you. This is unpleasant. If you do that, you'll cut the chain. That would usually lead into fear, into aversion, into scapegoating, into othering, all the things that, that flow ignorantly, but innocently, but ignorantly uh, from the simple reaction to unpleasant. If we could all just, for this week, a little bit more of the unpleasant and be able to say this is unpleasant and 
it's unpleasant, but my mind is not in a state of suffering with this. I can, I can do this. And if I notice my mind is in a state of suffering, and then let the unpleasantness of that be known. Just keep using everything as a way of cutting the chain. Because suffering ends in that moment. And if it's neither pleasant or unpleasant, start to check the moments that are somewhere in between. And let that wash over you. And let yourself feel the evenness of that, the quietness of that, the calm of that, the equanimity, that state of balance and ease. So how far, you don't have to travel very far to do that and you're in your own house. Pleasant, unpleasant, and somewhere in between all week long and I think you'll have a good time. I do want to, before Phil, I want to read the, the other poem that I had. And I think it's a, a nice segue into hearing a little music gladdening our hearts. Yes, and many of you probably read this. Someone passed it on to me from Father Richard Hendrick. It was from March 13th. A little bit dated now, <laughs> as things have moved so quickly, but here it is. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear. Yes, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness that does not have to be the disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there is, can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live now. Today, breathe. Listen. Behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing. Spring is coming. And we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul. And though you may not be able to 
touch across the empty square, sing. So feel if you don't mind to. Our pleasure, Howard. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for being here. And after Phil plays, we'll just sign off and thank you for your generosity and just such a blessing to be together. And may it be the cause of, of greater well-being for all of us, both the mental, the end of the mental virus and, the, and especially the end of the, the actual physical virus, flattening the curve. Sweet dreams, everyone. Happy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.